This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. One, you do a cleanse or two, two, a serum just for you, three, honey, it's plain to see, Natribute's the only part for me, and four, apply your favorite cream, five, don't forget your sunscreen, if ever I believe skincare is done. Then I'll stop back at one. Yeah. Did you recognize the song? Absolutely. Okay, I'm just, listen, I'm just checking. I, I never know. I'm so impressed that that was your first take. Your voice sounded incredible. Well, li- thank you. Listen, uh, everybody knows I only do one take. There's only been maybe three times in all of the natural history of me doing more than one take because this is a pure raw experience <laughs> between me and all the honeys. But anyway, now don't say anything because I'm going to do your intro. Welcome, everybody, to Natribute. Welcome to Natribute. You know, during, I'm going to be honest, like, I'm recording this during a very tense day in America, but we can strip all that away and remember that we are beautiful, we are unique, we deserve adornment, attention, cream, and that is what Nashville is all about, so welcome to Nashville. I am your host, Jackie J, the beauty talk, shock, shock, your queen of creams, the host of the most serums, the freshest fringe on the West Coast, even though my bangs are fully grown out. But I kind of want to get them again, and that is what happens when you grow up bangs. You just can never decide. I'm also your kooky southern aunt and your favorite over 30 niche influencer. Hello. Welcome to Natch Butte. I am very excited about my guest today. I'm going to be honest, she slid into my DMs. She slid right into those DMs, and I said, oh, hi. And she said, I'm a honey. And she said, I have a podcast, and I want to come on Natch Butte. And I said, well... Or no, you asked me to come. She asked me to come on her <laughs> podcast. So I said, no, 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 no. You're coming on Natribute, okay? Because we appreciate when you take the initiative. That is what we do as women. We are resilient and we work hard and we get the word out. So let me tell you a little bit about my guest, okay? My guest today is a Palestinian-American skincare, beauty, and fashion queen, okay? She is also like a lifestyle influencer. She cooks. She shops. She has fab jewelry. She's got nails that look great. I already saw them on the Zoom. They're looking good. She has coats. She has accessories. She can turn a look, okay? She's also the host of Arab American Psycho, her podcast where she just pretty much covers everything and has lovely chats. And most importantly, she is a devoted honey. And I'm that's really exciting to me because this is where I get to do a little research and a little... um customer feedback and i love that but we have so much to discuss please welcome my gorgeous guest nor akaldi yes nor miss nor welcome thank you so much for having me i love that intro so much well you know what most people say that and it's gotten to the point now where if they don't say that i'm almost like shocked i'm like did you not appreciate that intro how dare you how dare you honestly but Thank you for saying that. Welcome to Natribute. I know you're a honey, and I'm so grateful. You even said you've been listening since the very beginning? I have indeed. I have indeed. I started listening from the very beginning, and just the fact that, like, because here's the thing. You know, you start a podcast, and then sometimes you're just kind of like, eh, not for me. Yes. Fucking love it. Every episode, every episode, I'm like, Jackie, 
Why why are you just the best podcaster ever? I I'll mean, say it. I'll say it. I can't even I was thinking because I just switched networks and um I had to go back and mark all my old uh where my ads are gonna go. So mm-hmm. I pretty much was listening to almost every episode of Nashville, like just little snippets. Mm-hmm. And I was like, the journey of this show, like I was a completely different person when I started an attribute. Like, I'm like, the people that are tuning in at the beginning now, oh my God, they have no clue what's coming, you know? Like, so it's exciting and uh, I'm very grateful. The honeys that have been here since the beginning have really carried the show and they're the reason I make a living. So like, Nor, thank you. And thank you to all the honeys listening. Welcome to Natch Butte. It's honestly such a pleasure. I'm honored. Well, we have so much to discuss. As you know, I'm going to ask you the intro questions. I'm ready. First one is what type of skin do you have? I think I have pretty normal skin, honestly. I, I don't know. like What a refreshing I, I answer. I don't really get dry. I mean, yeah. I can get a little shiny, but I wouldn't even necessarily say it's oily. It's probably just like the copious amounts of like moisturizer and oils I'm dousing my face with. So yeah. I would say pretty normal. Fair. <laughs> and again, refreshing because you live in Florida. A lot of the other uh, women I interview, you know, they most of them are in California and they're like, mm-hmm. I have combo. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's nice to hear um, another answer. Yeah. The next question is my new question, which is what is the first beauty product that you ever bought or used? Oh, I'm like, I, I remember this perfectly. <laughs> um, Please uh, take us I, back. I was... uh I didn't really get into makeup until I was about 20 years old. Like I'd never even, not even a lick of makeup on my face. Yeah. And there was a Mac Lady Gaga collaboration. I think it was the very first one she did. Mm -hmm. And Mac was so hot. I mean, everyone loved Mac back then. This is like 10 years ago. And um, I went to a Mac counter and I got the Lady Gaga lipstick. And I mean, I look back at photos and I'm like, why were you wearing that lipstick with no other makeup on? I looked like a crazy person, just like bare face, nothing. And then just this baby pink lipstick. Um, but that was the first makeup product I ever like used in my life. You know what? That's a moment though. That is such a moment. Like I don't have anything but a pink lip, a pale lip. Like I'm living my life and I'm authentically me. Like- you know what? Everybody do you. I, I feel like I've seen like ladies at the grocery store with nothing but like a really smeared red lip. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, that was basically she's just me. getting through the day. It, it wasn't, it wasn't a look that I uh, would ever really go back to, Yeah, but it, it was a starting point And I realized, Hey, listen, maybe don't do that anymore because you look like a dumb bitch. <laughs> You know, you know but we it, all have our own look, but I don't think anybody wants to look like a dumb bitch. No, I think we can all agree. It wasn't It wasn't the look then. It's not the look now. I mean, maybe some people could pull it off. I just look back at photos and I was like, who allowed this? Like, why did no one say anything to me? I started yeah. texting my sisters like, do you hate me? Like, wh- why would you why would you allow this to happen yeah. and not even maybe you even said it looked good? Like, you know, like, right. You, you encouraged were encouraging it. this horrible awful who knows i mean you know we were all on our own journeys right right that's what nashville is all about and and it has been a journey and it's so interesting that you brought it up about how you feel like you were listening back and you've grown because you really have grown and evolved but i still feel like you're very much so yourself which i just i don't know i i love that i love watching people grow and then not not in a way where it's like I'm a whole different person. I've let go of everything. It's like right. just kind of adding and building on what yes. what you've already been working on for as long as you've been working on it. Yes. And honestly, like getting my eyebrows bladed and my lips done, that was a that turned the game for me. Mm-hmm. That turned the game for me. And then 2017 when I started Ash Root, I didn't have brows or a lip. And and that's the thing. It's like finding those things about yourself that you know will make you feel better. And then, you know, going for it. Like, I mean, I genuinely stopped doing my eyebrows like, I don't know, like four years ago. Like, I don't even tweeze a single hair. And, Hell yeah. And, and I was like, this is, the, this is the look that I like. And it feels good. And I feel like myself. And it doesn't hurt that it requires me to do nothing. <laughs> you know? I love that. Yeah. I want to talk more about that. But first, tell us your favorite thing about yourself. I think I'm really funny. I've already laughed at you many times and I'm a jaded <laughs> asshole who thinks nobody's funny. So that's definitely true. I, I'm, I definitely, I, 
I make people laugh and it's something that brings me joy making other people laugh, especially, you know, you know, my mom, who's like a super serious, stern lady. If I can make her laugh, I feel like accomplished. Like I don't need to do another thing for the rest of the day. I made my mom laugh. I love winning over people who Mm -hmm. seem to not be amused by me. Mm -hmm. I keep on pressing. Keep on pressing. Yeah. Yes. I need to get your mom on here. Let's see (laughs) how. She won't even fucking come on my podcast. My mom is literally, she's just like, don't post pictures of me on Instagram. Like, first of all, relax. I didn't post any pictures of you. Right. Why are you so, not obsessed with you. Um, (laughs) But she, she really is like not a fan of anything being put on the internet. She's like one of those moms who's just like, the internet is a scary place. And I'm like, it's also cool, mom. So... (laughs) Well, just for my own personal records, I would like to see a photo of her. So maybe just like send me one later, just so yeah. I know. Because yeah. I have a feeling we're working with something really good. I have a feeling oh, she knows she, all about the brows and the skincare. She's a cutie, but I'll tell you, one of the main reasons I think I probably never wore makeup is I've never seen my mom wear makeup in my life. Yeah. I've never, I think my dad told me on their wedding, he he suspects that she might've been wearing eyeliner. My mom is a Natch view in the yeah. truest sense where she's- We love- but she she wears sunscreen. I got her to wear sunscreen, yeah. which I felt very proud of. Um, and she loves a natural deodorant. Those are her beauty product favorites. Mm-hmm. Oh, we love. We mm-hmm. love a pure natch beauty. Yeah, yeah. What's your mom's name? Her name is Firyal, which I think is like of Turkish origin. Well, you know what? She's a natch beauty and we love. <laughs> Shout out to the natch moms. My mom's going to be like, how dare you stop talking about me on Instagram? <laughs> yeah. What Don't Google my name. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Luckily, we all, you know, we're going to respect her privacy. <laughs> okay. Nor, the first thing I want to ask you about is when we click on your Instagram, I mean, you're turning the looks. So, like, it's fair to say you're a fashion queen. Your account is a fashion-driven account. And specifically, would you call it modest fashion? Is that what you would call sort of your looks? So I wouldn't necessarily say my style would be categorized as modest fashion when you really, because, because here's the thing, it's, it's, it's very tricky. The, you know, I'm a visibly Muslim woman. I wear a headscarf and it is a sign of modesty. So you are correct in that. However, the way that I personally choose to dress, a lot of people would not consider to be modest And so for that reason, to avoid backlash onto myself, I really refrain from referring to my style as modest because, Mm -hmm. you know, people are very critical on the internet of others. And I think especially, you know, um, if you're a part of a group of people who, you know, the Muslim community is more conservative. Mm -hmm. So you'll catch me wearing super tight pants and a tight shirt and I feel comfortable in it and I feel great in it. But you know, some people can look at that and say, well, this is not what modesty is. Right. I really kind of disagree with that because I think modesty is whatever you want it to be. And whatever yes. makes you feel modest is what modest, what modesty should be. And and I don't yes. think the definition is just this, you know, kind of one type of thing and anything else can't fit into that. I think that modesty isn't even so much about your external appearance as much as it's about, you know, how you carry yourself and how you speak to others and, and, you know, your behavior. I think the modesty comes out in so many different ways, but I, I am a Muslim woman who wears a hijab. So you could say I'm a modest, uh, fashion girl, but, um, I just nix that out for, for, you know, my own sanity and just say, I like fashion. <laughs> I love that. I think that's fucking dope. And, and, and I agree with you. If you label yourself as something and then you do anything that anyone considers out of that, you mm-hmm. get, you know, mm-hmm. the feedback, mm-hmm. take it from me. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really cool. When did you realize you were fashionable or when did you become fashionable? Did you always have an interest in clothes and looks or when did that happen? I have always been really into fashion for as long as I can remember. I mean, I would buy Teen Vogue and and all those magazines. I think there was like a Teen L also or like L Girl or something like that mm-hmm. when I was like 10 years old. And I would cut out pictures of Kate Moss and put them up on my wall. And I just loved Marc Jacobs and I loved all these designers and I loved everything about the fashion world. And I it definitely when I was younger, it felt like something that was completely out of reach for me. Like, you know, yeah. there was no place for me in it. There was no one who looked even remotely the way I do. Um, and so it was more so this like dream world that I like fantasized about. And then 
um, you know, from there, I just kind of experience, I've always experimented with my, my style, um, definitely went through a pretty hardcore, uh, emo punk girl phase, lots of safety pins and braces on my pants. Yeah, um, baby. And I don't regret it. I think I, I still think I look cool. I still think I looked cool. <laughs> I want to see that. Have you ever TBT any of those? I have not mainly because the, my scarf style though, my right. scarf style, terrible terrible it was horrible i like would wear my scarf in a way where it was basically engulfing my face mm-hmm. um for for whatever reason i think hey, that's it, emo though that's it, emo it was emo but it yeah. did look like someone was squishing my face in every photo um so you I look thought, like um kenny from south park i look like kenny from south park <laughs> And so I did, I regret it now, but when I was younger, I, I like got rid of all of those photos. Cause I was like, yeah. I don't want to fucking look like Kenny from South Park. Like that's, that's not the vibe I was going for. I thought I looked like a cool little emo straight edge girl, even though I really, now that I think about it, I'm like, it's hilarious that I used to tell people I was straight edge. Like you're not straight edge more. You're just a 14 year old Muslim girl living under, you know, a Muslim, like you're not straight edge. Like you have you're no just access. You're just a virgin who can't yeah. drive. Yeah. You literally don't have access to drugs. Like you, that. You can't be straight edge if it's not even an option for you. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. I'm crying. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. That's so I, funny. I've always really loved fashion. And it's like I just never really let my mom dress me. I was very particular. I was always telling my older sisters what they should wear. And just that I was very, very into it. I think that's super cool. Oh, man. You had me <laughs> laughing. I was crying. That's so funny. I feel accomplished. I'm like, I made Jackie cry of laughter. Oh, man. I met, there have not been many guests that have made me cry laughing, but yes. that was good. That yes. was good. And I need to see one of those. So you uh, you said I'll, you burned them all? I Maybe think, there's I, one. I, I think that there's probably one. And actually, I'm sure of it. I think I'm wearing like a Paul Frank hoodie. Do you remember Paul Frank? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I was the monkey, Paul, right? Yeah, the monkey, yeah. the Paul Frank hoodie. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I was in Florida when I wore it. So I was just like, well, you have no business wearing this. You were definitely yeah. sweating. And, um, you know, but sweating my, is emo. My you sweat for your art. You sweating know? is emo. <laughs> <laughs> it Anything is, that's you know? reminiscent of crying emo. I mean, pretty much. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So how would you say, like. Because you 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 still rock like Lyrica Matoshi dresses. Like you still wear clothes, you know, that everyone wears. Right, right, right. right but right, you right. put your spin on it. Which I find super cool. So I guess I don't know exactly what I'm asking. How does your hijab, your beliefs mm-hmm. factor yeah. into like your participation in fashion? Okay. I first want to say, because I can, I, I want to make sure that, you know, I'm not sensitive about it. So don't feel like you need to like, be careful with your words. Cause I, I don't take any offense at all because I think, you know, it's not something that everyone knows about. So it's totally normal to right. kind of not really be familiar with it. And I think that when it comes to wearing a hijab, it is such a personal thing. So I don't want to speak on behalf obviously of all, you know, women who wear a hijab, but yeah. for me, it's never really been, um, I think that life is kind of about all about perspective, right? And I think that when I decided to wear a hijab, I viewed it almost in a way where I I really romanticized it as a kid. And I saw the way my mom wore a hijab and I thought she looked so beautiful and confident and amazing. And and I have four older sisters, um, two of which wear a hijab, two of which don't. And I just remember one of my older sisters who wore a hijab, like also really looking up to her and really just thinking, that's so beautiful. I, I want, I want to look like that. And I really looked up to them. And, um, you know, I, when I decided, I told my mom, I want to wear a hijab. She was like, Hey, you're like 11, you know, maybe, maybe not the time for you to be making life altering decisions, but I'm stubborn. I've always had lots of opinions about how I dress. And I was like, no, I want to do this. And so I think something that really kind of helped me on my, I guess, hijab journey is that I never had any kind of external pressure. And then I also never really put pressure on myself. So when I first started wearing a hijab, um, I would wear it with like t-shirts and capris and I would mm-hmm. wear a headscarf and it looked hilarious. And, but you know, Hey, if that's what you want to do. That's what you want to do. But it was kind of like, I eased myself into it in a way where it never really felt like this burden. And so when I look at styling outfits and stuff, if, if I see something and it's like a crop top, it's like, okay, I can't, I I choose to cover my body and I can't really just wear a crop top. How can I wear this? And then, 
for me, I feel like it's actually enhanced my style because when it comes to layering, it really just makes the look just that much more unique. Whereas if I just, which, hey, if you want to just wear a crop top, that's cute too. But when you wear a, you know, a little crop top over like a, over, a oversized button down and then it just cinches in and then you could wear it with like a more fitted bottom and, and then the accessories and stuff, like I've always found that by adding these additional layers or in doing what I need to do to cover myself in the way that I feel comfortable, it's only ever really amplified it. So when I walk into a store, if there's something that I feel like I can't, I use the word hijabify, it's not a real word, made mm-hmm. it up. Uh, if I feel like I can't hijabify it, then I don't really want to wear it. But for the most part, I mean, I can take any piece and I can make it work because I'm not, I again, it's all about your perspective. If you look at something and be like, well, it's not going to look as good on me if I just wore it like this. And I think it's more so just feeling comfortable with your decision and, you know, um, not letting it feel like it's going to hold you back in any way really changes the way you view things. And that's just always been my kind of view of it. It's just this additional thing that I feel like enhances me. That is so cool. And the best answer ever. Thank you. And it's, and you had Lyrica Matoshi on your podcast, right? I did. She is an angel. Her mother is actually wears a hijab as well. Mm-hmm. So when she reached out to me about um, making that strawberry dress for me, she was very thoughtful. She she was like, I'm going to make it long so that you don't need to worry about the bottom. And she was super sweet. And she actually recently just sent me one of her tops. And I it's a saw very- that picture today, girl. You looking good, honey. Thank you. The light was excellent. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the it was a really low cleavage top. And she was like, how how can you wear this? And so her and I were DMing back and forth. She was like, well, what if I make you a top that you can wear underneath it? And so she just made me a top that I could wear underneath it based off of another top that I have, not in that exact color, but I was like, I'll probably wear the top like this underneath it. And she's like, how about I do you better and make it out of the same fabric so it looks more cohesive. And genuinely, I, I literally, my heart filled with joy just the fact that she's so willing to be flexible and understanding and, and, and it's, it's people like that and situations like that, that genuinely, like I'm telling you, just give me so much fucking faith in humanity and just like hope that people will be more kind and accept. Cause like, I was like, that's so, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do this thing for me. And she just offered it to me. And I was like, that is a good person. Like that is a sweet thing to do. That's also like so badass that you have designers custom making pieces <laughs> for you. And especially like such a cool designer as, you know, Lyrica Matoshi. I've been following that account for years. Yeah. And I keep being like, someday I'll have enough money to buy that dress. And I could buy it, but I'm just like, that's a lot of money. And to me, it it's is. like a showpiece. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I'm- she's an angel. She is one of the maybe nicest people I've yeah, ever spoken to. So she's cool. so sweet. And all of her pieces are handmade and, and it's all of her employees are women. And she just is very into empowering women and giving them fair wages and making sure that they're living a comfortable life because they're handmaking her clothing, yeah. which it's is so amazing. beautiful and delicate and special. And um, I really want her hearty dress. With it's the heart, so pretty. Well, I'm getting married on Valentine's Day. <gasps> you are, yeah. And I'm. I already have a wedding dress, which you'll love because it sleeves, honey. Yeah, we're going for like winter romance, love Jewish that. winter romance. And um, I really want that dress for my rehearsal dinner, even though we're literally eloping and there's like four people. But I, it's for me. It's for you, and I promise you're gonna feel amazing in it. And that's the thing: when you feel amazing in something, who the fuck cares if anyone else sees it? Because yes. you feel well, honey. That. Don't think there won't be a gram. Oh, there better be. Don't I, think there won't be a gram. I want to see the pictures of your wedding dress so badly. <laughs> I'll send you some. Yes, but thank you. But I'm um, I got a. I was like, maybe she's gonna have a Black Friday. <laughs> <laughs> She deserves every penny. I have yeah. friend, a lot of friends of mine have the strawberry dress. It's very iconic, as you it's, know. It's so iconic. And, yeah. and I didn't realize how iconic it was until I got it. Yeah. And then people were going fucking crazy yeah. on Twitter and like reposting it and and like losing their minds over it. And I was just like, 
Oh my god, I'm really glad I wore that dress. Yes, it is a <laughs> lots it of is engagement perfect. on that picture. <laughs> oh well, honey, maybe the heart dress will do the same hey, for hey, the Jackster. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lyrica Matoshi dresses—they will get you the likes and the saves. Good to know. Yeah, good to know. I'll I'll definitely keep that in mind when I uh, hover over the buy button, which I do every few days. <laughs> uh, so we'll see. Be on the lookout for that. Yeah. Um, I'm really I'm really curious about. I know we already said that it's not necessarily modest fashion but right i do find it interesting you know i'm converting to judaism i don't know if you knew that i did know and, that it's very and cool. i'm i'm converting to reform judaism which which doesn't have any sort of um rules about okay. clothing or things okay. but you know uh hasidic women mm-hmm. and um you know uh orthodox women mm-hmm. they have a lot of of i don't know guidelines they have guidelines or, yeah yeah yes about like not wearing pants, covering mm-hmm. their hair, things mm-hmm. like that. So I have been like reading about a lot of it. So and I follow a lot of like Jewish TikTok mm-hmm. fashion girls and I find it really fascinating. They're really cool. Yeah, it's really neat. I mean, I love how you said it enhances your looks and I completely agree. It does and and I I feel like it enhances my looks and also I feel as though it's such a big part of my identity, not in the way where I'm like you know, it's that's my only identity. I think that I'm so many other things, but it is a part of my identity that empowers me and just makes me feel really confident about myself. And and that's a discussion that I feel like I'm I'm having a lot, especially with younger Muslim women, because not everyone has that experience. And, right. and I feel really grateful that I had parents who were super cool and just kind of like, do what you want to do. And there was no pressure and there was no kind of uh, anyone forcing me to do anything. And that's, that's definitely a luxury and not everyone has that option. So I think that that's why I'm able to kind of have this uh, opinion of it. Empowerment. Yeah. And, 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 and I, to me, the point of a hijab is to be empowering. So if it's not empowering, what the fuck are you doing? You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. you, you, nothing feels empowering about doing something because you don't want to piss someone off. That doesn't feel empowering. That, that just feels like, why are you doing that? So I, I definitely, I, you know, I've thought before, cause I think it's totally normal for people to just kind of question things like if I ever took my, if I ever decided to take my hijab off, like, what would that be like? And I'm like, I just don't, I don't see it happening, but you know, people grow and they evolve and they change. And I know women who've worn it and taken it off and put it back on again. And I think it really is just kind of a journey of identity and, and, And I think that, you know, if I ever did get to a point where I'm like, this doesn't feel like me anymore, I wouldn't do it. Because it's a journey of discovery, sweetie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's gorgeous. Yeah, I love it. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. You love an accessory, fair to say? I do. Let's say you had to pick one and one only for the rest of your life. What would you pick? Would you pick bags, sunglasses, scarves? I'm not counting your hijab. I just okay, mean okay, like okay, okay, okay. What, an like, scarf. In, in, or any. I, I probably said there's a, probably a bunch I didn't name. But it, what's me, your favorite you accessory to rock? So like if let's say hypothetically I pick a bag and my barefoot, no shoes. You can wear <laughs> shoes. Okay, okay, but like I have to pick like one singular item from like yes. my wardrobe. Yes. Oh shit. What would it probably have to be sunglasses? Yeah, you have sunglasses, hunty. I, I see them on your account. I love sunglasses. I live in Florida. The sun is basically in my face every yeah. day. We are directly on the equator. I yeah. live in the equator. Um and so <laughs> I I wear sunglasses out of functionality, but also I do think that they are that that accessory that can really change the way your outfit looks. Um, and I have these Celine sunglasses that I've had for like seven years. And I think they're called the Radical, Celine Radical sunglasses. I don't know. Apparently, Chris Jenner has them. Okay. Uh, she doesn't play around. Which I don't know how I feel about that. I'll, I'll admit it. I'm like, she's, she's like, 
it could be my mother. So I don't know how hey, I feel but about that. You know what? <laughs> Classic style never true. goes out. True. It's for all ages. True. That's very true. And, and, and I think that she does wear really cool stuff. Um, but yeah, there, there are these sunglasses and if I could only have one pair, it would be that pair. Have you, are you on TikTok? I am. I am on TikTok. You know that Gucci model? The Gucci yes, model thing. Yes, That's yes. like, it reminds me of you. It's like it's sunglasses. So funny. Yeah, it's so good. I, also, like so many of those people who ended up doing that TikTok, I think Gucci ended up reaching out to them and sending them clothes, yes. which is also oh, man. so fucking cool. Yeah. If you haven't done that sound, you need to do it. Uh, my TikToks are so chaotic. Like literally the energy in my TikToks is like chaos, um, hostility, but also well, a little I, bit of happiness. I can't figure out how to do it. it, it I'm telling you, if you want to feel old as shit, get on TikTok. You, it is the most unuser friendly app. I don't know. I'm like, this is how my mom feels trying to connect her Bluetooth. I'm like, now I understand because I can't figure it out. I mean, it's it's definitely different than any app I've ever used. But just give yourself, give yourself. The first TikTok I made, I will say, took me way too long. Absolutely yeah. way too long. And then after that, I'm like, oh, this is not as cl-. I think that we're just so used to being apps being a certain way. And it's such a different platform. And the editing, I will say, I think they need to make a few tweaks to it. Yeah. Because it's not as user-friendly as it can be. And there are also some things they could do just to just make the user experience. TikTok, right. call me. But I, can, I think I can it's part feedback. of it. The reason they they keep it like that is like to keep the kids on it. You think they're, they're, uh, they're ageists? They're TikTok trying to edge ageists. us out. That's what I think. And you know what? Makes sense. I, I, you know, I applaud them. I think it's like sort of a way to keep us out, a gatekeeping right, system. Right, right. They're, they're gatekeeping. Yeah. You know what? Everyone has their right. <laughs> Nor, do you know, because you're a fashion queen and you were talking about Kris Jenner, you know those little clutches she has that are like bedazzled? Um, Are they like the weird bird ones? Yeah, she's got like yeah. like a little piece of candy. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want one of those. <laughs> they're expensive Wait, as shit. I know that they're expensive as shit, but like what would you, what would you use it for? I mean, I would just hold it and be like, look how fucking cool I look. Hold on. I Fair think, enough. Are they? Fair I'm enough. Gonna, See, here's the thing. I'm I I love fashion, but I also love being comfortable, as comfortable as I can be and functional. And I do have some tiny bags, but I still need it to fit my phone, right. my wallet, a yeah. lip balm, and maybe my sunglasses if I'm lucky. I mean, these don't hold anything. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, you I don't even know if you could fit a phone in there. Oh shit. These are expensive as shit. Yeah. Judith Lieber. Yeah, 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 yeah. Judith Lieber. This one is six thousand dollars. Are you Lo- looking at the burger one? Yeah. Yeah, that's disturbing. I'm scared. And it's on pre-order too. Judith Lieber takeout box, five thousand. Listen, if you can it's buy so cute though. If you can buy these, yeah. That's that's Chris Jenner has literally like fifty of them in her closet. If y'all if y'all go on YouTube and type in Chris Jenner closet tour, you'll see them. Oh my god, there's like a football one. Look there's at the a lipstick. little piglet. Oh, that's cute. The lipstick I mean, listen, I'm just manifesting. I'm going to get my Lyrica dress and I'm going to get my Judith Lieber clutch. I'm hey, just manifesting that. Speak it into existence. It'll happen. I mean, you know, I, I don't I don't want 50 of them. Yeah, right. You're, you're being reasonable about it. You just want to manifest like one of each. I want one of each and yeah. I want to live my best life. I right. also want to get a poodle next year. Like these are the <gasps> things that I want. Shoot, just going to have a friend. Yeah, I hope. <laughs> I hope. You know, we want to get her a little poodle sister. That would be so cute. And I want two chickens. I have names picked out. You should get chickens. I'll tell you. I had pet chickens for four years. Yeah. Chickens are the best pets, hands down. I'll say it. I'll say it straight to my cat's face. Yeah, chickens, I saw your cat earlier, by the way. It came across you, and he, it was so great. I have two of them. They're they're lurking. One of them is, like, literally under, like, seven blankets right now, being really dramatic. <laughs> uh, but chickens are great pets. I had yeah. a chicken growing up. That was, um, I lived in Malaysia for like four years when I was a kid because we moved there for my mom's job and they have these like outdoor markets. They're Mm -hmm. called night markets and they sell these baby chicks that are like dyed different colors, which is super fucked up for like a million different reasons. We do that here too. So, you know, but I'm, I'm eight years old, right? I see a little pink chicken or baby chick and I'm like, Baba, like I want that chick. So he's like thinking like, this is going to die in like two days. Like, right. This is like a non-committal pet. Like it's let's, like the goldfish at the state fair. Let's get her a chick. My sister got a blue one. Hers unfortunately passed. I don't even think it survived a week. Mine 
lived and I, when it was two and a half years old, I heard a cockadoodle-doo outside and he actually turned out to be a rooster. And he was, when he, when he was fully grown, he was completely white and the tips of his feathers were pink. I do have pictures of him at my parents' house. I'll send you. It's, it's actually very, I feel like you would appreciate his look because he was fully white and the tips of his feathers were pink and he would sit by my window and he would let me paint his nails and I would paint his nails and he would run to the car when I would come home. Like I'm not even, I can't even make this up. Like he was my pet. Like he loved me. He would let me cradle him and he would like nuzzle my head very weird. I got two other chickens and a rooster after that because then I decided to turn into a little mini farmer child. Yeah. And they were not as affectionate as A little as emo him. farmer child. <laughs> I was a little emo farmer child. It was a very weird kid, honestly. I'm surprised my parents didn't have more questions. Um, but I I got these other chickens and roosters and they were, they were fine. But like he was just so special and he did tragically die at the age of three. He got into a fight with my neighbor's rooster. A cockfight, I guess is what you would call yeah. it. And he got pretty fucked up. So oh. my dad slaughtered him. And um, I came oh. home from school and he was in the fridge. And I, oh. I, went, I did not eat chicken for two months. Wow, that, what a lots journey. Of that, that had a beginning, middle, and end. I mean, <laughs> damn. The, the life and death of my chicken. Yeah, I mean, damn. Okay, that was a lot. I'm, ha- <laughs> I'm happy to hear that chickens are like sentient beings. They you really know? are. I feel like a lot of people kind of... Uh, discard their feelings uh, mm-hmm. because they are very stupid they, from they what i've dumb. noticed yeah but but listen chickens have feelings too everybody they do. they do if there's one thing to take from this episode chickens have feelings like the chicken used to run to me when i'd come home from school to greet me like i mean and the fact that you painted his nails he would sit perfectly right by my window because he wasn't allowed in the house. Yeah. So I would like paint his nails through the window and he would sleep right by my window. Like he was my buddy. <gasps> he was my buddy. Oh. Yeah. This is a lifetime movie in the making. That's Truly. all I know. The girl and her chicken. Let's talk skincare, Nora. Yes. Because I know you love a skincare. I do. I want to know, like, let's just go with like, what's your favorite things of the now? What are you rocking right now that are like, you're really into? I love retinol. Mm-hmm. And I've tried a lot of retinols. Yeah. And I, a few months ago, got, I bought myself um, a Shani Darden retinol reform. Everybody fucking loves that. I just had on the people who invented it. Holy shit. It is the best thing I have ever put on my face. Let me tell you something. I get sent a lot of skincare. I don't really buy yeah. skincare. I have yeah, the luxury same. of never really buying it. And I saw it and I was on the hunt for a new retinol and I wasn't really happy with any of the ones I had. So I bought it. I've never, I, I, I repurchased it because it was so good. And I have like seven retinols sitting in my covered right now that I could easily, yeah. but it's, it's so good. And I think the reason I like it is because it's, it's retinol and lactic acid and my skin really loves lactic acid. Um, so I think the combination of the two, it just really does something. Okay. I have to get that. I, I've, it's I've so been good. wanting to get it for like a year because when Darcy Carden came on, she was going on and on about mm-hmm. it. And I'm just, I'm like you, I'm like, I don't buy anything. Mm-hmm. So I'm buying it. I'm going to find the Black Friday it's, deal and I'm getting it. I just bought it from the Sephora sale. So I got it 20% off. So I just, I was like, I might as well just buy another bottle of it. Um, and then I know on her website, she sometimes even does little promos and stuff and um, love. One of my favorite Jackie sayings is vote with your wallet. I've yep. said it. I've quoted you. I've said Jackie Johnson says vote with your wallet. She's a black female owned business. I want to support her. We love. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm getting that. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else? Oh, I mean, I, I really love skincare. Uh, I'm trying to think of another star product that I've used recently that I'm like, wow, I really love this. Um, the Tata Harper resurfacing mask. If I could only have one mask, it would be that mask. Is like, that the one in the, I mean, they're all green. Yeah. All of her it's, products it's a, It goes on completely clear. When Lauren Adams was on first time ever, mm-hmm. that was her top favorite mask. It's a good one. Okay, And I resisted again. It was one of those things that I was like, oh, this is kind of expensive. And I feel like there are other chemical exfoliating masks that, you know, they they do a good job. But the thing that I like about the Tata Harper one is that it's also very gentle. It doesn't feel abrasive. I don't feel like it's like ripping my skin off. And, you know, as I'm getting older, I'm 31. I really 
realize that I want to baby my skin. Like I want yeah. to nourish my skin and, and put things on it that don't leave it looking inflamed. Cause like, that's not great. Like you're creating trauma on your skin and your skin barrier is all fucked up. And then you're like, then you're more susceptible to sun damage. And it's just like a spiral of fucking just skincare uh, terror. You're so right about that. I feel like I used to really dig into mm-hmm. my face and mm-hmm. like really put it through some shit. Yeah. But now that I'm older, I'm like, no, you're my sweet baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're my angel. Yep. Lots of lots of lots of patting gently. Lots of little massaging. Lots of essences that I'm putting yes. on. Lots of like really just silky feeling products. Like that's a thing. I think that. Skincare is something that I love, but it's also something that I, I I think can be a way of decompressing. And so I want everything to just feel really good. You know yes. what I mean? Like at the end of the night, I want to really take that time to, whether it's like two minutes or five minutes, to just apply my creams and my serums and feel really good while I do it. And I think having good products that work and aren't burning can contribute to that kind of whole vibe. Oh. <laughs> You're preaching to the choir, sister. Oh, yeah. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You also do love makeup, though, right? I do. So tell us a couple faves in that category. So I do love makeup, but I am... The girl who wears makeup and no one can tell. That's yes. that's my look. I don't like mm-hmm. looking like I'm wearing makeup. Right. You don't uh, like a glam moment. You like a natch. I like a really natural look. I like a really easy look. Um, I I want to look like myself. I yes. want more than anything. I just want to make sure I look like myself. Just a little, again, enhanced. Just an enhanced version of myself. There is a um, foundation stick by Westman Atelier. And... It is maybe the best thing I've ever put on my face. And I was hesitant to talk about it for the longest time because their shade range was very limited. However, they have extended that range. Wonderful. So now I will scream it from the rooftops. It's amazing. And like when you think foundation stick, I think you think cakey, thick, heavy, super light super buildable, but like can go on very lightly, Mm -hmm. feels like nothing on your skin. Um, It's uh, clean for whatever that's worth. Um, (laughs) Yeah. uh, I mean, it it really, the packaging feels beautiful. It's more, I think it's like probably like $60 if I had to like ballpark it, but it's a beautiful product. I can double it up and use it as an under eye concealer if I want. I feel like it's a very multi-purpose product and you just kind of get the look you want from it. And it's just this really beautiful formula that looks, it's not super dewy where it looks super greasy. It's not matte. It's that really skin-like kind of look. Well, shit, you're a really good salesman. (laughs) I want all three of these products. I just, I feel very passionately about the things I like. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, if but I that's like what something, a good influencer is. I, I, I will never talk about something that I don't like. Unless I really fucking hate it, then I'll say I hate it. But I try not to bash brands if I can because I feel bad for them. It's mean. But, like, if I don't like a product and it does something terrible, I'll tell people. But if I love a product, like, you can know that I love it because, like, I – I, I try a lot of things and there are other great face products that I've used. Like I love the Kosas tinted face oil. Mm-hmm. That's a really good one. The only reason I wouldn't say that's my favorite is because the, the application of it is a little bit more messy. The mm-hmm. Westman Atelier requires less cleanup. I'm lazy. You know, yeah. it's a stick. Just put it straight on. Super easy. Don't need to get my hands in it. Um, and I don't need to powder, which is great. So I just, I really love that foundation stick a lot. I think it's called the Skin Vital or Vital Skin or something like that. Well, I'll put it on Ashby.com. Everybody will find it there. Yeah. That's really exciting. Okay. I noticed on your Instagram story yesterday (laughs) that you were up on the new shit. I've been seeing this product all over Instagram. The Dew Skin Reusable Eye Patches. Jackie. 
Do I oh need to God. get them? You a thousand percent need to get them. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. I'll, I'll say it. Maybe I'm a little biased. Two of my friends are co-founders of the brand. And yeah. I love these women. I think they're so intelligent. I think they're amazing. And again, I love supporting female-owned brands in general. But genuinely, it is one of the coolest skincare things I've ever used. And and they this wasn't like a something that they just decided, oh, let me make it. Like this has been years in the making. They sent me prototypes before to try out because they know how wow. critical I am of skincare. Yes. And this under eye patch is so fucking cool. It's a reusable under eye patch. You just Which, have to re- what a great idea because right? we waste so many little fucking pieces of paper yes, on it. Yes. It comes in a metal tin. You get these two little silicone eye patches that are super fucking cute and very like Instagrammable. You you put any cream you want, any serum you want. Literally, you could put an eye cream, you could put a face cream, you could put a face serum, you could put anything you want, and then you just apply it right on top of it. They do recommend that you dampen your skin. I haven't found that that makes a difference for me personally, so I don't know. But And then when you're done, you rinse them and you put them back in the tin, and I keep mine in the fridge so they're nice and cool when I put them on. What a good idea. Mm-hmm. Are you friends with Charlotte? I am friends with Charlotte. She's been on my podcast too. I love her. She's so smart. She is like the encyclopedia of skincare. She's literally... I'm obsessed with her. She's completely changed my skin regimen. She is a wealth of knowledge, okay? If you you want to really make sure that the products you're using are not bullshit, just talk to her. Like, she is so smart. She knows every ingredient. Her skin looks so good. Her skin is in person, looks exactly like that. Like, I want to confirm she has like an ethereal glow around her because her skin is just perfection. I, okay, just in case people don't know, Charlotte Parlor yes. is her Instagram. And she's, she's on a, TikTok too. Yes. And I need her on Natchboo. I mean, like, you do. I I'm, literally I'm shocked have, that you haven't. I have documents pulled up where I have typed straight from her Instagrams. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and I completely redid my routine probably a month or two ago. From all of her stuff. She and, knows what she's talking about. And me and Lauren Adams text about her all day long. <laughs> and I need those damn patches. You do need them. And they're, it's just, they're so, the the way they were created, it was so thoughtfully made. And, and you know, when it comes to those sheet masks and, and under eye patches, they really are wasteful. And, and it's such a smart solution that's still effective and aesthetically pleasing and i mean at that point you really kind of have no excuse because it's like if anything this is a smarter choice to make for like a myriad of reasons especially being that like you don't run out of your patches where you open your fridge or your whatever and you're like oh shit i ran out of under eye patches it happens to me all the time right and it's like and ben now my my man is on him too he's like hey i need some under eye patches i'm like you're gonna put me out of house and home These aren't cheap, motherfucker. They're not. They're not cheap. They are not cheap, and that's why I'm like, you buy it once. I think they say you could use it every day for up to a year. Which I mean, I'll be honest. Damn. If you're putting on under eye patches every day, like I salute you. I, yeah. I don't. I I would love to, but I forget. And yeah. But when I do put them on, I do notice a difference. I I'm genuinely not even just saying that because they're my friends. Like I had a photo shoot the other day. And my under eyes looked really dark because it's election week. So, you know, not really sleeping too much. Uh, Also, maybe some crying. Who could say? Um, But I I put them on and I took them off and I was like, my under eyes look brighter. Like they objectively look brighter. (sighs) Fuck, you're going to devastate me financially, Nora. I literally am buying everything you're telling me. I'm telling you, I'm a passionate person. I'm Palestinian. I can't help it. It's an ace. I, that's wonderful. <laughs> I mean, you know, you listen to Nashville. I'm the same. I, that's why I love. That's why I love your podcast, Jackie. Because I know you're not fucking lying when you say you love something. I can believe you. Could be the passion, but also I just know that if you don't like something, you'll say that you don't like it. And right, I only trust people who do that. And it's unfortunate that other influencers give everyone else a bad rep because they're assholes. And it's just like, yeah. Come on, man. Don't make it so, I understand. Don't make it all look bad. I understand the pressure because I've turned down some pretty lucrative deals. Right, right. By either I didn't like the brand or they didn't, you know, align with my values. Oh mm-hmm. my God. I just had this woman send me a product. And I was so she was so excited to send it to me. And I was like, oh, Ugh. this sounds awesome. And I hated it. Ugh, and she emailed me back and was like, what'd you think? And I had Ugh. to tell her, and she never wrote me back. 
Well, I just think that's actually bad business because I'm sure you weren't like your product fucking sucks. Like I'm sure it was like constructive criticism. It's not what I expected. It's not, you know, and, and I, I said to her, I go, this packaging is excessive. I Mm -hmm. think it's wasteful. Right. Right. And I, she didn't like to hear that. I mean, literally didn't respond to me. That's, I, I, that makes me sad. And, and I will say, I also take it upon myself to tell brands stuff like that because I would hope that they would value our feedback because essentially, aren't we your guinea pigs? Is that I not mean, what's happening right now? I've sent many an email saying, I'm not working with you till you expand your shade range. I've said, I've sent that email more than I probably sent anything. And absolutely. Most of the time they're like, I know, we know, I know. And I'm like, if you know, then fix it. Like, Well, that's why I respect Westman Atelier because I remember yes. them telling me when we had, I had a conversation with them and then they said, we're going to come out with a new shade range. And then they follow through. And not only that, they took it upon themselves to contact me specifically to let right. me know. We really appreciate that feedback. We have extended our shade range. We also, they told me some other stuff, which I can't share, but they're also planning on doing more to be more accessible for all different types of skin tones. And I have so much respect for a brand that listens to yes. feedback. And, and, and not only that, but to go as far as to like, follow through with letting me know, which they don't need to know. I mean, I, 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 I really pale, like, you know what I mean? And it's, I just really respect brands who do that. And it's, it is a good way to figure out who you want to work with and who you don't want to work with because you should be picky about it. I mean, if you are telling people to buy something with their hard earned money, like, and that's why I'm super transparent about like, I got sent this. But yes. I would still repurchase it. Or I got sent this and it's nice and I enjoyed it, but I probably wouldn't spend my own money on it. Right. You know what I mean? Because I just think that we are essentially marketing to women primarily. Yes. And women, you know, are getting fucked in a lot of ways. I don't want to be adding to that. Yes. I, I don't want to be want women to be empowered. Right. I want women to have money in their account. Mm-hmm. And make smart purchases. Yes. And not buy things just because, you know... Just because someone said, oh, I love it, and they actually fucking hate it. Like, no, no. I just did a bunch of snaps in case somebody heard that and didn't realize (laughs) what that sound was. I Nor, I think I'm going to spend at least (laughs) $1,500 because I have to get the dress, right? I have to get the heart dress. Obviously, now you're getting the dress. Okay. I have to get the retinol reform. You you really do. And the Tata Harper mask. Oh, my God. It's so good. And I have to get those do it's D I E U X skin reusable under eye patches. Mm -hmm. I have to get them. You do. I've wanted all these things. Like I'm, I'm pretty chill. I don't buy a lot these days. And you know, it is my birthday coming up. You, Hey, it's your birthday coming up even more of an excuse. And I don't really buy myself stuff either. So when I want something, I let myself get it because you're responsible, Jackie. I could tell, I could tell that you're being responsible. I've already spent way too much on my birthday because I'm getting this face laser thing done that was way too much. But I, it's wedding shit. This is what happens. Right. Weddings fuck you up because you're like, I want to spend, I want to look good. And Mm -hmm. you like really do it up. Well, yeah. I mean, everyone's going to, you know, there's going to be photos forever of this. Like you want to look back at them and be like, I look really good and not like, fuck, why? Ugh. Like, you know. Well, you know, this is marriage number two. Hey. Let me tell you something. I looked fucking great in my first wedding. Like, tragically good. <laughs> so I have to at least look as good as that. For so sure. like, it's four years later. I'm like trying to get this all looking good. So I'm excited. Listen, I'll Retinol let y'all reform. know when I'm done. I feel like that is a product that will translate. Okay. Like, we'll, you like, I, there's a lot of products you use. You don't see a difference. This is the yes. type of product you will actually notice a difference in the way your skin looks and feels. Yeah. That's and what Darcy said too. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, if you're going to splurge on one thing, I think it's like yeah. 80 something dollars. If you're going to buy one thing, let yeah. it be that because it's so effective that it's like, it's so worth it to me that I mean, I can tell a difference in my skin. I'm not using it right now because I don't have yeah. a new bottle and I'm trying <laughs> I'm trying to make like a bootleg version of it where I'm mixing a lactic acid that I have with a retinol that I have to try yeah. to to try to mimic the effect. And it's, it's uh-huh. doing okay, but it's, yeah. it's not the same thing. Well, it's a specific kind of retinol. I just yeah. had on – this episode hasn't come out yet as we record, but the – the, the two people that own uh, the beauty incubator that developed Shani Darden's line. Mm-hmm. And we just specifically talked about that product. And he was talking about the kind of retinol it is mm-hmm. and like the percentage is super high for like a yeah. commercial product. Like just sounds really awesome. Yeah. You've sold me. I've already been sold on it, but that's <laughs> official. 
I'm just here to reinforce everything that's on your shopping list. Yep. It's done. It's happening. I'm just, you know what? The sa- Who needs savings? Yeah. Yeah. Who needs savings? We don't know what's going to happen. We just you still th- don't know who our fucking president is as we're recording this. Uh, it's so crazy to me that we don't know. And also I, I felt hopeful today. And then that scared me. I was like, oh, no, don't feel hopeful. You'll jinx it, Noor. Um, so just really batshit crazy behavior. Yeah. I mean, this will come out in a couple of weeks. So hopefully we might know by then. But I'm waiting for Ben to walk in any minute and be like, hey, we got Pennsylvania. But but I don't know because I we don't know. I saw your stories of him giving yeah. his little analysis and everything. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. How handy because no one knows what I the live fuck with is going on. I so live handy. with a pundit. Super yeah, yeah. handy. Super he handy. He cleans. He cleans like a like a professional cleaner, and he knows everything going on in our country. So you should not bad. Absolutely marry him. Like, you know what? Let's hope it all. <laughs> get this facial. Get this yeah. Shani Darden. Yeah, yeah. Nor, do you have any other self care rituals that are specific to you? Um, We're all uh, about the self care on Butte. I am a very like weirdly routine based person almost Mm -hmm. like a robot um and i feel like that is really important for my self-care is having a nighttime routine um and it's very it's very specific i've had friends follow it and tell me that their quality of sleep has improved so i'll I'll tell you what it is please i I make myself a cup of tea Mm -hmm. while the tea is steeping i will take a shower Okay? okay get out of the shower (laughs) <laughs> what kind of tea? Don't leave out any details. I, I'm not, I will say, I, I'll, I'll mix it up when it comes to tea. I like a ginger tea. Okay. I like, mm-hmm. a, I like a, a, a green tea. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. a, um, I'm, I literally, I mean, English is my first language, but now I'm going to make it seem like it's not, I'm trying to think of how you say it in English. It's Zotha. So I think it's thyme or thyme. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Thyme tea. Is it thyme mm-hmm. or thyme? Thyme, but who cares? Okay. Well, anyways, in Arabic, it's Zotha. So I have that Zotha tea. Um, and, um, so I'll have one of those teas and I like it kind of strong. So I like to sit, let it sit for like 15 to 20 minutes and I'll take a quick body shower. I'll do my skincare routine. I'll sit on my couch. I'll drink my tea. I'll either, you know, read something, watch something just to kind of really zone out. And then as soon as I'm done with my tea, I'm brushing my teeth, doing all that stuff. And I go right to bed. I do that every night, no matter where I am. If I'm on vacation with my friends, I think it's hilarious no matter what I do, I always have that kind of those steps and they're easy and you can do them anywhere you are. I love that. And it's also, it kind of trains your brain to like go to sleep. Yes, absolutely. Because once you get the tea, your brain starts going, okay, I'm mm-hmm. in a rhythm. I know how this mm-hmm. works. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love that. I'm like a, an adult baby. I'm sleep training myself. Yeah. Well, you know what? We need that though. Yeah. We need to be sleep trained. Yeah, we do. We really do. I mean, yeah. uh, when AIM was around, I was on AIM chat rooms until four in the morning. That's not, those were bad sleep habits that I had when I was a teenager. And it was really hard to, to get past that. What was your screen name? Oh my God. I had so many. I had so many. I mean, uh, one of the first one was Ziftine, which my brother made for me. And it translates from Arabic to English as piece of crap. So that was a, fu- <laughs> that was a fun one for my brother to make for me. Um, and then it was like XO Eminem chick. I was a huge fan of Eminem when I was a kid. XO Eminem chick or something. XO, you know, one of those. And then there was a, the, the TBS, uh, like Taking Back Sunday and like Thursday. Like I just put all my band names together to make a screen name. There was a lot of different screen names. I feel like we might be beshert, which is a Yiddish word for soulmates. <laughs> I, I, I really can't handle this. Like, I used to be obsessed with Eminem. I know every word really? to some shady LP and Marshall Mathers LP. Every word. Same. I wish I could fill my brain with literally anything else. Same. It's 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 so, like, verbatim. I just it's know it. It's deeply I, ingrained into my psyche. I feel like I brainwashed myself almost because, like, even I have not listened to Eminem in maybe a decade. And yeah. you could put on a song from the Eminem show and I will know every yeah. single word. I okay, was, so so you're more, because Eminem show, I had it, but I never, like, super, super got into it. It was all about Slim Shady LP and Marsha Mathers LP I, for me. I did love them, but yeah. also the Eminem show was really at the peak, I think, of my obsession with Eminem. That yeah, album came out. This is where our four-year difference makes a big difference. Because mm-hmm. Slim album, Shady LP yeah. came out when I was 13, and it okay. literally blew my mind. I was sitting in my room listening to it on my boombox, going like this. 
Yeah. I mean, my mouth was agape, for those of you who can't yeah. see me. It was wild. However, Eminem is a little problematic. He is. He is. The lyrics he, are, they did not hold up. They no, are very hateful. And that's why I'm like, I need to remove this from my yes, brain. This is horrible. Like, you know yeah. the song Kim? Yeah. My favorite song, 12-year-old Noor would proudly go around, my favorite song is Kim by Eminem. Yeah. Deeply disturbing. Again, yeah. parents, where the fuck are you? Why are you letting yeah. me listen to this? Well, uh, my dad, oh my God. I remember I had a six-disc changer in my first car. So cool. And the Slim Shady LP, uh, and then the Marshall Mathers LP, it starts out, um, brought to you by Slim Shady. And, and it goes, Slim Shady does not give a fuck about who you are. If you don't like it, you can suck his fucking cock. My father got in my car and that CD started and he got out of the car. He was just moving my car out of the driveway. Went yeah. inside. And he's like, Jackie, what are you listening yeah, to? Yeah. What is this filth? Yeah. And I was just like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know what to say. Like, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Sorry. I know. It, it, you know, that's one of those parents just don't understand things. It's oh, really. Oh, yeah. It's my aggressive. Parents, it's really aggressive. It's super aggressive. And and, and my parents had me. I was definitely 100% an accident. They'll tell you. I'll tell you. Everyone will tell you. <laughs> my mom had me when she was 40 or 41. I'm number six. Yeah. I had I had the chillest version of my parents. Hell yeah. My parents, I think, preferred when I listened to Eminem versus the rock music because I was very into screamo, yeah. which my dad fondly referred to as demon worshiping music. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he never, be- he would tell me over and over, there's no way this is in English. I'm like, dad, it's, it's in English. And he's like, yeah. there's just no way this is English. Like what, what are they saying? I'm like, dad. <laughs> It's, it's their own language. Yeah, it's, it's screamo. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know. It's it, they're just you could hear it. Come on, you don't you don't hear it? And I'll be like, yeah. he's saying that he's he's bleeding internally. And my dad's like, no, I I don't hear that. So he actually preferred Eminem. I don't think he actually he just Eminem rapped so quickly. Right. So you know, and my dad's an immigrant I and mean, he speaks English, but I mean, it was too fast for him to keep it. So he preferred. I think Eminem hilariously. I'm gonna play him an Eminem song next time I see him. Be like, Dad, is that this makes what you sense because. If you couldn't fully understand right. him, it wouldn't right. come off as horrible as it's, it is. I mean, it was very misogynistic super and misogynistic. violent and uh, homophobic and like, you know. Super homophobic. Bad, bad, bad. And that's what I'm saying. I'm like, how did I not turn out to be a fucked up person listening to that well, music? Well, that's because as we were talking about at the beginning to tie this all around, mm-hmm. we are all works in progress mm-hmm. and we're all ourselves mm-hmm. and we just are presented with information and then we're allowed to change our views and, yep. and evolve and that's that's what's happened. Like I had to reprogram and since we're similar ages, like the programming and messaging that we as women received Mm -hmm. in that time period is so horrible. (laughs) It's really bad. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. And so we've had to work our whole adult lives and sort of reprogramming that and, and processing it. And now we're, we can see it for what it was. A hundred percent. And I, I'm really grateful that when I was younger, I, I didn't listen to music because I felt like the lyrics necessarily like spoke to me, which I will say now, like I can't, if I can't, if a song doesn't relate to me in any way, I'm like, what the fuck is this? Why am I listening? Because this has nothing to do with me. I am not, you know, at the club, you know, throwing bands or whatever. Like that's not what I'm doing. Um, I'm maybe, you know, cleaning. So, (laughs) you know, (laughs) Misky is maybe a better option for me. But I, I think that, um, Look out for Sia's new song, Sanitizing Doorknobs, coming out. I would fucking love that. Jesus, I would love that so much. Um, I I just feel like I didn't internalize it, which I'm really glad that I didn't. Like, I just kind of took it at face value and didn't It was performative for me. Like, I would rap Eminem and, like, think I was cool, but I didn't, like, take the words to heart. Oh, yeah. I I wasn't good, but I thought, I was like, you know, Eminem's a rapper. I'm a little 14-year-old hijabi girl. Maybe I, too, can be a rapper. Yes, 100% would, you could. I would write raps or about how much I hated my sister, <laughs> and then I would rap them to her. Um, and so that there was that. Uh, she said that it wasn't as bad as I think it was, but I'm pretty sure it was pretty fucking bad. Um, but, yeah, I, that's, that's what I would do in, in my spare time, just write rap lyrics about how unfair my sister was and how she wouldn't let me borrow her shoes because she was a fucking bitch. So. <laughs> Listen, I... I'm sure you're aware of this, but you need to write all this down. This needs to be a book and this needs to be a show. Like I'm so entertained by just like the little anecdotes you've shared about. I'm your like childhood. a little monkey. I'm telling you, I am a little monkey who just does little entertaining things. It's funny. I have a live journal account. Did you have a live journal? Oh, of course I did. I had a Zanga. Yes. I still have access to my live journal, which yeah. is 
good, but also bad because, you know, I look back at these journal entries that I wrote when I was a teenager and I do want to slap myself because it's like, life is so hard. I can't go to the mall. Like, oh, like everything sucks. No one understands me, which is very cringy, but I would write things down and I'm like, oh, how far you've come, Nor, you ridiculous human being. I agree. I have I have all of mine. Thank God. I have all of them. And they're so emo. So and emo. I literally had nothing wrong with my life. Nothing. Nothing. I was a princess. I had no worries. I had uh, everything I could ever need. That's what I'm saying. Like, I look back at it. I'm like, you little entitled brat. Yeah. Like, I would, I, I just would go on these rants about not being able to go to the mall. That was my favorite thing. Yeah. Like, my mom won't take me to the mall. Like, yeah, she's fucking tired. She works. Yeah. She's exhausted. You're the sixth child. And I'm the sixth <laughs> child. Pipe down. You know, maybe, maybe. And, and I, I will say, I found so many ways to in- entertain myself, I think, because I was the youngest. Yes. And I think that all of those things shaped me. Because, again, when I, when I like something, I'm super passionate I got into music, but like in a very hardcore way. So like, you know, I think I, I said this, I, I'm a music elitist. I'll say it to anyone who listens. I, I think I have excellent taste in music. I yeah. think it's very eclectic. I will proudly tell you if I think your music sucks. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I get really into things, fashion, music, skincare, everything. I want to know everything about it. And it brings me deep joy. Well, you bring me deep joy. <laughs> We've been talking for over an hour, so I must let you go, but oh you, you need to come back. We could talk for hours. Well, we, we, we are going to, because we are going to come on my podcast, so we're, we That's will true. be talking for hours. I can't wait. I'm we're, so excited. We're going to record that next, and uh, I'll let y'all know when that comes out. But yeah. speaking of your podcast, again, perfect segue, I have here plugs. So tell us about your show, where we can find it, where we can find you. Everybody needs to follow you on Instagram, number one. Just tell us everything. Um, I'm on Instagram at Nore, N-O-O-R-E. I post a lot of pictures of myself in clothing um, and, you know, just random shit on my stories. And then um, my podcast is Arab American Psycho. It's like everywhere you can listen to podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, all the things. And um, it's it's just kind of, uh, you know, conversations with all types of people. Um, I think we, you know, there is an emphasis on speaking to um Arab women, but also I talk to everyone. So it's a really cool place. It's very inclusive and it's just real life conversations about what's going on and, and things that are relevant and people's journey to identity and, and all those things. And yeah. And I'm about to record it and we're going to yeah. have so much fun. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to have Jackie on. I literally can't wait. Oh, honey, <laughs> get ready. We've covered so much here. I mean, chickens, we're- retinol. I mean, rooster toenail color. I mean, it's it, we got it all. Emo, Eminem. I, I, I think that. Taking Back Sunday. Oh, my God. I should do that song. I just want to bring you down so badly. You should. You've done, okay. a, lo- you've done a lot of covers that I'm like, yes. I love Jackie so much. Like, this I've is such a, a good. I've done a lot of emo pop punk. And yeah. it's really spoke to my soul. And so. Taking Back Sunday should definitely be on your list. Okay, I'm going to do, I just want to cream my neck so badly. I just, and I'm going to like do it. Like I'll put the track behind me yeah. and it'll be just for you, Nora. Oh my God. So I get love excited. That so much. That's coming. Yes. Thank you again for coming on, Nora. I will see you on your podcast. Yeah. And everybody listening, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for choosing Natribute today. Uh, you know, I'm only as successful as the honeys that tune in. So thank you to the honeys. Thank you to Nor for being a honey. And uh, you deserve to be happy. Yeah, I'm talking to you. And don't forget to cream that neck and keep your fringe fresh. Nor, do you cream your neck? A thousand percent. Cream your neck. Don't put retinol on your neck, though. Oh, interesting. Yeah, but cream it. Cream it. Good for the tips. <laughs> Good for the tips.